God said, I need somebody willing to get up before dawn, milk cows, work all day in the fields, milk cows again, eat supper, then go to town and stay past midnight at a meeting of the school board. So God made a farmer. My administration will be focused on three very important words. Jobs, jobs, jobs. He must be a minister, a social worker, a diplomat, a tough guy, and a gentleman. And of course, he'll have to be a genius because he'll have to feed a family on a policeman's salary. From this day forward, it's going to be only a... Well, that was abrupt. But uh, this is the Scott Adams Show. I want to thank everybody for tuning in today. And uh, yeah, we had a little bit of a issue with our intro today. Sorry about that. Um, we have a big show for you today. Um, basically, over the weekend, uh, they um, they uh, had this live golf tournament over at Bedminster, and so Donald Trump had a bunch of cheers, and there were people chanting "Let's go, Brandon." Uh, people were chanting four more years, and and then we also learned a lot about some of the. Uh, a lot of the information that's been coming out about globalism and some of the tyranny that's being executed around the world. Um, we have the Taiwan incident uh, where by Joe Biden's foreign policy really messed it up again. And we also have an escalation of conflict in Serbia and Kosovo. Remember, Serbia and Kosovo basically got together and opened up normalization for trade during the Abraham Accords under Donald Trump. It didn't take but a year and a half for the Biden administration to botch the Afghanistan withdrawal and uh, destroy our our, uh, gains that we made in the Middle East, particularly with respect to Iran, but also with relations with Israel peace and stability, and normalized trade with Israel. And this extended over to Serbia and Kosovo. You could add Turkey, Serbia, Kosovo, and into Europe. And all of that in just a year and a half. Meanwhile, we have this COVID thing that we're seeing a pack of lies. You know, why doesn't Joe Biden, who just got infected again, Right. He got infected again. Two vaccines, two boosters, four vaccines. And he's getting infected. Then he's getting reinfected. He's taking that paphlovaxin or something like that. He's taking this drug and it's an expensive drug. Why doesn't he just take ivermectin? Why doesn't he do the Joe Rogan cocktail, COVID cocktail of vitamin D, uh, Z-Pak, ivermectin, you know, those types of things, and micro um, antibodies. Why doesn't he take all of that? It works for everybody. And it costs peanuts, to quote Donald Trump. It's cheap. It's affordable. Why doesn't he just do that? But here he is, you know, the whole medical team in the White House. 
And I think that there's something else going on here. I think that they're going to call it long COVID. And I think that this is just another way to say, you know, Joe Biden had complications from COVID and isn't going to run for re-election. But they'll wait all the way up until the end before they get there. Before they get there. And what they'll do is they'll wait. And next thing you know, um, they'll pull out a surprise. It'll be a happy new face. It'll be someone like Gavin Newsom going against Pete Buttigieg. And it'll be a Gavin Newsom. He's the he's the heir apparent. Despite the fact that he almost got uh, repealed or they almost withdrew him through the uh, recall vote, despite the fact that he's wrecked California and that California cities, some of the biggest cities, are having now a housing crisis like no other. San Francisco comes to mind. They're having an exodus of California going to Texas or Florida or wherever. It's the red states where where they're growing the fastest and where the jobs are job markets are healthier. Um, but the housing market is going to be the next big, huge problem for America. It's not enough that people are pumping the gas, looking at the hundred dollars, looking at the bill go over a hundred dollars and wondering how they're going to feed their family. And that the only reason why gas prices have come down is because the demand has gone way down because people can't afford to drive their car and they can't afford an electric car. So in this big spending bill, what they want to do is they want to give incentives to buy electric, you know, a tax uh, a tax abatement of sorts. You can write off a certain amount of money off your taxes. That's not fair. Playing in the market like that, number one, is not fair. That's equity over equality. That's, there's, that's not equality when the government uses your money and your power that you gave them to fudge the market and help their cronies in the green energy business. And that's what's happening, is they have friends in high places in the green business that are going to profit from this. But, you know, it's unmistakable. BlackRock, who bought up a lot of housing and a lot of property to try to meddle in the American market, and so so is China, that what we're seeing now is because BlackRock lost $1.7 trillion in a no-time flat, like I think it was six months, they're they're collapsing in numbers that we've never seen before because there's never been a bigger company than BlackRock that controls more things in your life than BlackRock. Talk about a monopoly on steroids. And just like big countries can go down, as too can a corporation the size of a country. So when they collapse, just like China could collapse, and if they collapsed, it would be a worldwide epic event. It would send shockwaves around the world if China collapsed. We're already seeing somewhat of a, what it would look like because of the supply chain issues and what have you. And so Biden's given them their oil because they demand it. 
Nancy Pelosi decided she wants to go to Taiwan and she broadcasts it to the world. And the next thing you know, the Pentagon's in, in disagreement. Biden is in disagreement. And it's making us look stupid. A trip like that to Asia, number one, why is Nancy Pelosi, who can't even speak in complete sentences, doing any kind of foreign diplomatic work? Why? She can't even comprehend anything. And here she is going to go over there and potentially start World War III. And it's not just enough to aggravate China that way. Because you say, well, China can't tell us what to do. But we've allowed China to already control the supply chain in in almost every way that impacts every aspect of our lives. You better believe Amazon is watching. Because Amazon goes down, and next thing you know, you're going to have a major crisis in America. And Amazon is wholly dependent on China. And so they could have handled this so much differently. They could have kept it secret. It's a national security issue anyway, if you think about it. Nancy Pelosi being third in line to be the president of the United States after Kamala and Joe Biden. You think that's the best we could do, by the way? Joe Biden, then Kamala, then Nancy Pelosi. Do you think that's the best America could offer in terms of leadership? Does that rise to the level of, say, James Madison or Thomas Jefferson or George Washington or Abraham Lincoln or Ronald Reagan or Donald Trump? I mean, there's no comparison. Yet you look at those three losers, right? And somehow they came out with a poll. (laughs) They came out with a poll where the Democrats are winning in the midterm elections. They're up four points now in the polls. Now, I got this one clip that's a few days older. And they're going to be talking about how it's neck and neck. How in the world is there a Democrat... In, the, in this country that still supports Joe Biden. What, what drugs does this person have to be on to support what's going on in Washington, D.C. today? What drugs do you have to take? Because I can't imagine being that stupid. I can't even imagine it. I don't know what makes their head tick to say, I like what I see in America and America's standing in the world. Nancy Pelosi just, she's a rock star. Joe Biden, he's got it all together. And Kamala Harris is brilliant. You know, I mean, on what measurement do you make that statement? And then you got Joe Manchin in a state where Trump wanted 40 points. And somehow he's going to win re-election in West Virginia despite the fact that he lied to the American people? Think about it. He got fooled once, Joe Manchin. He got fooled once on the $2 trillion spending bill. But then also now he is going to do it again, take another bite at that apple. 
and they're calling it, they called it the COVID relief bill. And it was $2 trillion. That was basically to, to bail out every city that shut down. It was to support the shutdown. They, has now resulted in the collapse of our economy, uh, GDP, low G, negative GDP, a recession, and and uh, some people are calling it a depression. And we're in basically a depression. When you factor in the gas prices, food prices, supply chain shortages, um labor disputes, agriculture, fertilizer plants going up in flames, and and food processing centers up in flames, when you factor in the lease agreements that are not being signed for oil drilling, the shutdown of fracking, and this ridiculous push to electric, which is supplied by coal, and supported by uh, by uh, mining of precious metals, um, and then you factor in the housing crisis, which is a laggard. The housing market always lags behind everything else. Cobalt is the uh, metal that I was talking about. And the slave labor camps. The fact that we are no longer a superpower in the world that we're, de- we're deteriorating at a rate like Venezuela. And we have open borders. And hundreds of thousands of people are still coming through our borders every week. I'm telling you, folks, this is, this is on purpose. But what we have is we have a third quarter GDP that's expected to get worse. In about a month, we're going to get jobs numbers that are going to show that unemployment is going up and that the labor participation rate's going down and that uh, the GDP is going to reflect that and probably be adjusted to worse than 0.9. And the third quarter GDP is going to be worse than the second quarter. The housing market is going to bottom out probably next year around this time, the housing market. Right now, the housing market is starting to go down. And one of the things you can do is you could take a look at Zillow. Zillow has a uh, calculator. Now, I don't recommend Zillow for the simple fact that Zillow is acting like BlackRock in controlling the housing prices and markets and hoarding the best values for itself, flipping houses based on internal data that only they have. It's sort of like an insider trader's, uh, on you know, inside trading is illegal. Martha Stewart went to jail for it. Well, Zillow is doing insider trading based on their own algorithms and data, and they're putting out false information, and they're putting out... Um, deceitful information, and they're collecting data that gives them an unfair advantage in the market. And they can align themselves with BlackRock to gobble up, finance, a whole bunch of property to flip. So they buy the property 
And then the property that you saw on sale for, let's just say, $500,000 now is on sale for $650,000 because they bought it at a, for a song. They may have bought it in foreclosure. They may have bought it at a discount. They may have assessed the value of it <clears throat> because they can control the, va- the assessment of value. They could assess the value low, buy it at that assessed value, and then sell it on the real value. In fact, they could even fudge the numbers and make the real value higher than what you actually expect it to be. So they can manipulate the, the data to make a turn a value, turn a $500,000 property, its real value, and they could they could assess a real value of two uh, two hundred plus thousand more, so seven hundred thousand, and they may have deteriorated that value and shortchanged that value on the buy side, so they can buy a five hundred thousand dollar real value house for three hundred thousand. They could sell it for seven hundred thousand, and they've made four hundred thousand dollars on that house. And Zillow does that a million times a day, a thousand times a day, or whatever number it is. But they're doing that on a major scale. Zillow. And companies like Zillow, Trulia, and and others. So be careful when you deal with these companies because the market manipulation. And anytime you manipulate the markets like that, and this is an uncharted territory, they have the SEC, and you know Peter Strzok's wife. Peter Strzok is Comey's boy, that you know went after Flynn and all that. But Peter Strzok and Lisa Page and all that. Well, Peter Strzok's wife works at the SEC, and the issue, and and so did that um, woman senator candidate that lost in the runoff in Georgia. Her husband is also with the SEC. Their family is big on the SEC. The SEC is very corrupt as well. But this Zillow housing market is another one. But the housing market, no question about it, it's lagging behind this recession and what we can do. Charles Payne's calling it a depression. And I think it is more like a depression because generally speaking, when you have a recession, you also have other numbers that show promise or there are other fundamental uh, numbers that create a, a, more, a little bit better foundation. And with the foundation we have going on here in the wake of COVID, this shutdown pandemic, and then this artificial explosion um, that they're overreacting to, they should have never shut down the economy and, or the country or the world to begin with. Everybody knew that was a mistake. And now we know what a mistake that is. We're going to learn more about what a mistake this is. And it was the globalists that did it. And no group better got crushed than the middle class. The middle class got annihilated, almost as if you took a nuclear weapon and put it over Hiroshima and just leveled it. And they want to talk about Ukraine and Vladimir Putin and all this stuff. And it's just insane. 
So I want to take a, a, I want to share some things with you. I have a lot of clips. Um, and uh, let's take a listen to, uh, well, let's take a listen to this, uh, this clip with uh, Jean-Pierre here in a second. All right, so we're going to get through these clips. I'm just going to start playing some stuff. And there are a lot of short clips, but let's take a listen to this one. Why is the Biden administration building a border wall oh, in Arizona? That's not the clip I wanted to play. All right, sorry about that. Here, this this is the... Uh, uh, oh, this was the one where... It, okay, we're going to start off with Donald Trump four more years. People are loving it. Now, I'm going to juxtapose this with a story of how they're saying that the Democrats are neck and neck. Four more years, right? Okay, so we, we, uh, we got that. And uh, let's see. Oh, I'm getting there, folks. All right. Yeah, that wasn't the one. Um, somehow my uh, stuff got out of whack. I have something else to share with you, too, that's going to be pretty big. All right, let's take a listen to Donald Trump here um, at Turning Point. Um, the climate hoax. The climate crisis hoax is even risking famine and starvation. As we speak, farmers in the Netherlands, of all places, are courageously opposing the climate tyranny of the Dutch government. Can you believe this? Which wants to dramatically cut Dutch farm production despite growing food shortage. They're saying you can't farm your land. We're not going to give you fertilizer. You have to get rid of the cattle. You know why, right? You know why. I won't tell you because they'll say, I said something, isn't that terrible? They want to get rid of the cattle because it, what it does to the globe, half of your cattle they want out. You'll be next. You'll be next. In our movement, we stand against the climate fanatics. We stand with the peaceful Dutch farmers who are bravely fighting for their freedom. It's horrible what's happening. All right. So, the climate crisis hoax yeah. is even risky. Having some technical trouble. Got rusty over the weekend. Here we go. This is another one. Let's go, Brandon. I bring that up because I want to talk about something. Um, that's the live golf. And I have to say, I cannot stand. They're doing a story on this live golf. And I, I'm going to go ahead and play this, this story about live, live golf. Okay. So um, they're going to go live to Washington, D.C. Now this uh, in America. No, having some trouble here. Okay. So right here, this is the live golf right here. Zero. It's disgusting. Families of those killed on 9-11 are out with this new ad. They say the tournament is insulting since 15 of the 9-11 hijackers were from Saudi Arabia and that government has a long history of human rights abuses. 
Terry Strata lost her husband Tom in the attacks. The kingdom is throwing billions of dollars into a PR stunt. They are just want to whitewash away the history that they have with the 9-11 community. Today, former President Trump said he's been friends with Saudi Arabia for a long time. And when asked about the families who are protesting the tournament. Nobody's gotten to the bottom of 9-11, unfortunately, and they should have. When you heard that, what went through your head? Well, he sounds like a fool. Okay, so this is a bunch of libtards that don't know what they're talking about. Even this woman here. Uh, She has no clue as to what she's talking about. You know... Saudi Arabia right now is as different as America is under Barack Hussein Obama and Donald Trump. They couldn't be any further different, right? Or Joe Biden and Donald Trump. You couldn't make two men more different. And the same thing is true with when 9-11 happened. It's true, 15 of the hijackers came from Saudi Arabia. That was back when Saudi Arabia was run by a bunch of socialist globalists that um, were supportive of uh, the Khashoggi-like mentality or the Alawi bin Talal people and that whole alignment. And that's how they got rich. Well, they got rich for a lot of reasons, but they got major wealth back then and they were connected with Bill Gates. And I got a news for you. 2000, I think it was 14. You know, we have this clip, you know, where Alawid bin Talal, Jamal Khashoggi, um, and a few other uh, choice people, the head of Four Seasons, and uh, Bill Gates, Jamal Khashoggi, Alawid bin Talal all had a meeting. And they were negotiating some business, and I think some of it went through Harvard. And they were just a bunch of radicals, radical globalists, tyrannists. And then when the Solomon family came in, they were more like, you know, they were more like uh, nationalists, like, like Putin is a nationalist. Or, you know, and Putin's position... We're going to do a little bit with Mickey Rourke, this little interview we had with Pierce Morgan. And again, it just shows you how stupid and how out of touch the liberals are in America. But this woman is blaming Saudi Arabia today for something that happened under a completely different leadership that she probably would have been more supportive of. So, you know, her politics are more aligned with the people who bombed 9-11 bombed the World Trade Center than they should than they are with Donald Trump. 9-11 would have never happened with Donald Trump. We had peace under Donald Trump. We had peace in the Middle East. We had the Abraham Accords. We had peace in Kosovo and Serbia. We had peace throughout. We had respect. We brought China into check. And we would not have closed the country down the way we just did. And we wouldn't have the inflation or the gas prices because we would have been energy independent. We wouldn't have had the border crisis because we would have had a complete and total wall. And we're going to get into something about that, too. But they got it wrong. With Republicans. They got it wrong. And here's here's the thing. And they have this fake news that's fudging these numbers. Take a listen to this. 
I don't believe this for one second. The Democrats and the Republicans in a dead heat, according to the Emerson College poll, because of liberals, liberals like the one we just heard about being upset about Live Golf, it was the PGA that actually pulled away from Donald Trump and said, we're not going to put any PGA tournaments at Trump properties. They're the ones that established and brought politics into it. So doggone straight. Donald Trump can actually um, make a living in America and he can align himself with Liv Goff, who's paying Rory uh, McElroy or someone like that, $44 million, offered uh, Tiger Woods almost a billion dollars, but he didn't take it. And that's fine. You, you could either choose to take it or choose not to take it. But the Saudi Kingdom, the only thing, card they're playing is the Jamal Khashoggi card. Jamal Khashoggi is a dirtbag. He was nothing but an American, uh, anti-American guy aligned with American uh, anti-American. And there's interviews where he sounds sane and, and diplomatic, but he was aligned wholeheartedly with the Al Jazeera types, with the American-hating, Israel-hating types. Alawi bin Talal types. They were pro-Muslim Brotherhood. They were pro-ISIS. They were pro-destabilization in the Middle East. They were anti, they're anti-Solomon family. And he tries to play both sides when I've seen interviews and I've done some study with Jamal Khashoggi. But the thing about Jamal Khashoggi is he was a political power player aligned with the richest people in the world to basically go against the Solomon government. Now, whether the Solomon government did what they did or not in, Tur- in the Turkish consulate, that's, that's, another, that's a whole other story. The underlying story is, you know, I don't know why they don't make a stink about Foley getting beheaded by Jihadi John and the American-supported ISIS group that Obama funded through Benghazi and Hillary Clinton endorsed. I mean, come on. Are you kidding me? They didn't care about Foley, but they care about this guy, Jamal Khashoggi, who's aligned with one of Obama's best buddies, Alweed bin Talal. And they're on the board of Twitter and things like that. Trust me, Jamal Khashoggi was dirt. He was the enemy of the United States. He was a wolf in sheep's clothing. And it was organizations like the Washington Post that gave him credibility. Fake credibility. And yet, you know, here we are still talking about Jamal Khashoggi as if he matters. But it's because they don't like the Samal, Samal, uh, Salomon Kingdom. And they don't like what Saudi Arabia stands for today. But Trump got along great with Solomon, and for good reason, because they were open to normalizing relations. Remember, the first meeting that Trump had was in Riyadh. The first speech that Obama gave was in Cairo. Two completely different speeches. One apologized for America, and one said America is back, and we need to put an end to radical Islamic jihadi terrorism. And that was Trump. And Trump took the first flight from Riyadh to Israel 
and he supported that. And again, we're going to get into this uh, um, Serbia-Kosovo thing here in a second. Take a listen to this, though. This just drives me nuts. This is or in some cases, news. even ahead. Joining me now, Rachel. Yeah, right here. Show Democrats basically even with Republicans or in some cases even ahead. With his little wimpy uh, beta male voice. He's going to talk about this, right? We're not even going to listen, you know, entertain the whole thing. But, um, all right. So here's the, uh, here's where like a typical Democrat gets it completely wrong. Okay. So this is Pierce Morgan and Mickey Rourke, typical Democrat, dumb as a post, crazy as a lewd. Let's take a listen. What is your message for Putin? If you had a chance to give it to him. You're not going to live forever. <laughs> look at all, look at, you know, Peter the Great, Napoleon, what the f***, what, what happened to them trying to get more and more and more. And just, you know, you've got your power, your money, just live your life and, you know, let these people in Ukraine be independent in a uh, democratic society they want to live in and, and just stop. Today, stop now, not tomorrow. Just stop right now. Mickey, you recently posted a, a statue of Liberty uh, crying. So, so uh, Mickey works in there with French tip nails and <laughs> the whole ball of wax, right? And what's so strange about that is what they don't understand about this whole thing is that Vladimir Putin, for example, um, is fighting against globalism. It's not about a power grab over Ukraine or a land grab, um, an annex. It, it includes all of those things. But really, I think that the people that started this war were the globalists, the Klaus Schwabs and NATO, the Atlantic Council, and the whole ball of wax. They were the ones that actually were duping the world, controlling the media. You know, YouTube, the biggest platform in the world for videos, has shut down all of Russia. They're not afraid of Russia. YouTube's not afraid of Russia. So they could do that. And, you know, if you could control speech and narrative, you control the world. Putin's not controlling this war. Putin is doing what he needs to do to, for Russia. And it's because of the overt aggression from the globalists in the West. And this, uh, the West has morphed into a Hitler-like tyranny. The West is no longer capitalist and dem democratic. The West has become socialist and communist-like. Not far different than Hitler. And I can make that statement because the West is aligned with the values of Klaus Schwab. And Klaus Schwab, a private citizen, never elected to anything by any people, bought his way in and manipulated the power structure in such a way to do this. And this is the, this is the thing. So... We have a few clips I want to play about globalism. This is the one I wanted to play last week. I'm going to play it right now. 
This is Australia Senator Malcolm Roberts. Let's take a listen. My subscription, quote, is really serfdom. It's slavery. Billionaire globalist corporations will own everything. Homes, factories, farms, cars, furniture. And everyday citizens will rent what they need. If their social credit score allows. The plan of the Great Reset is that you will die with nothing. To pull off this evil plan, Klaus Schwab's World Economic Forum will need to take more than just material possessions from Australians. Senators in this very chamber today who support the Great Reset threaten our privacy, freedom and dignity. Yes, they're in this Senate chamber. One Nation vehemently opposes the Great Reset, the Digital Identity Bill, theft of agricultural land use, forcing farmers off their land, and all of the Great Reset. One Nation has a comprehensive plan to bring our beautiful country back to sustainable prosperity. And in the months ahead, we will be rolling that plan out. Instead of Lib Lab pushing Klaus Schwab's Great Reset with the tagline, you will own nothing and be happy, One Nation advocates the Great Resist. We stand for a world where individuals and communities have primacy over predatory globalist billionaires and their quizzling bureaucrats, politicians and mouthpiece media. One Nation accepts the challenge to provide a better future for everyday Australians. All right, that was Australia. Now we got another one, this woman from India. I want to thank uh, the person for sharing this. You know, my country was the first where they made cash in India. 2016. Digitalization was forced in the country. Eight o'clock in the evening announced midnight, cash was illegal, the big notes. And 70% of the economy crashed. This digitalization is now going all over the world and there's a war on cash. They call it war on cash. Because cash is merely a medium of exchange. It has no value in itself. It's just a promise. You read the dollar note, it says, I promise to pay the bearer. A, when it's digital, even a credit card, you know, you're giving rents to the global financial system. But when it's cryptocurrency in the hands of algorithms, in the hands of big tech, they will do what is happening in China. Create social credit system to decide a new caste system. And you might have also followed that while all this has been happening, the founder of the World Economic Forum did a book called The Great Reset on how to deal with the COVID crisis. And one of, and all, everything we're seeing unfold is part of that Great Reset. But an element of that Great Reset is you will own nothing. Now, I'm a believer in the commons. And it would be so good if all land was a commons, if all seed was a commons, if food was a commons, if health was a commons, so that we had strong public health systems, strong community health system, deep knowledge about being healthy. But when Paul Schwab says, you will own nothing, he said, we'll own it all. That's why you have gates, not just owning the seed. What do you do to own our food? One, of course, controls the health and now owning land. This, if any, if ever there was a time for humanity to wake up, now is the time. That's absolutely true. And a lot of people are getting on Donald Trump from the right.
talking about this um, because Donald Trump said some things about Klaus Schwab. Let's take a listen. When he was president. Meeting with world leaders, the biggest, uh, most important people in the world, and we're bringing back tremendous business in the United States, and they're all here to see. Uh, I'll be making a speech, and then we'll be leaving shortly. Uh, but I think it's very important. Uh, the other is just a hoax. It's the witch hunt that's been going on for years, and it's frankly, it's disgraceful. But uh, we look forward to being here. Uh, Klaus has done a fantastic job. And again, we're meeting with the big, biggest companies in the world, the biggest businesses of the world and world leaders all for the benefit of the United States. We look forward to the meetings. What up, why not yeah, have witnesses the right on climate change, Mr. President? Well, I'm a big believer in uh, the environment. The environment to me is very important. Right. He doesn't want the uh, multinational uh, regulations. And what he said about Klaus Schwab, Klaus Schwab was right beside him, uh, standing beside him. And um, I said this. I said, Trump has consistently rejected globalist initiatives in support of America First strategy on sovereignty, trade, border security, foreign policy, climate, and national security. He has always been open to relationships with adversaries so long as they benefit American interests. And that includes, you know, a uh, little rocket man. That includes uh, the kind words he said about President Xi. You know, he's used to doing business in liberal New York City making deals. So it's not really, you know, but he has stood up against, um, you know, against uh, uh, gr globalism. Uh, just take, um, well, I'm going to play a couple of, uh, couple of little clips here. And um, let's see. I had a lot of clips lined up right here. Let's take a listen to this. Take pride in your country. If you want democracy, hold on to your sovereignty. And if you want peace, love your nation. Wise leaders always put the good of their own people and their own country first. The future does not belong to globalists. The future belongs to patriots. The future belongs to sovereign and independent nations who protect their citizens, respect their neighbors, and honor the differences that make each country special and unique. So. All right, and let's take a listen to what he has to say here. In famine and starvation, as we speak, farmers in the Netherlands, of all places, are courageously opposing the climate tyranny of the Dutch government. Can you believe this? Which wants to dramatically cut Dutch farm production despite growing food shortage. They're saying you can't farm your land. We're not going to give you fertilizer. You have to get rid of the cattle. You know why, right? You know why? And we've heard that part of it. But yeah, the Dutch farmers. And... Um, and then we also have, at Davos, Trump urges the world to ignore the prophets of doom. Um, Trump drops a climate bomb on Davos. So basically, Trump really um, blasted the globalists at Davos when he was in charge, when he was in power. So, you know, there's a lot of uh, so-called conservatives that are 
using this one kind word, Klaus did a great job with the event and misconstruing it. Um, and then here, this is interesting. This is Klaus Schwab at the Atlantic Council Awards, the first inaugural. Take but a you are not a radar man. It was all planned. You are a compass man. Someone who has clear values, who follows his values. Ruta from the Netherlands. So you are a real statesman. This, well, so good- this is Klaus Schwab awarding Ruta from the Great Netherlands. honor and pleasure for me as the first inaugural recipient to hand over to you on behalf of the Atlantic Council the Global Citizen Award 2019. So this is uh this, this was the Ruta, the head of Net, the leader of the Netherlands, and um, he uh, received the first Atlantic Council awards. Atlantic Council was also instrumental in the impeachment of Donald Trump, uh, because there's a lot of people that came from the Atlantic Council that were engaged in this call with Ukraine. It was bizarre. Um, they're all connected. The richest people in the room. But where we're heading is uh, not a good place. And we got to elect the right people into office. We have an opportunity. I wanted to just share this with you. Uh, there was an article from September 4th, 2020. President Trump was president, right? Kosovo and Serbia signed historic deal under Trump's auspices. Serbia and Kosovo leaders signed a landmark agreement on mainly economic issues on Friday at the White House on Friday. Uh, which President Trump called a historic move toward forward in relations. And I said, and the hits just keep on coming. Trump-Abraham Accord paved the way for Serbia-Kosovo normalizing economic relations. Biden ruined everything in a year and a half. So here's a new press announcement. July 31st, 2022, this comes out of um, uh, NATO, that uh, basically it was this. Kosovo and Serbia's, uh, Serbia-Kosovo tensions, NATO is prepared to intervene. So now, you know, there could be another war escalating in Serbia-Kosovo. And this just happened in a year and a half. Meanwhile, you got people on the left leading the left, like Ocasio-Cortez, and the funny thing about this is she's sitting there in sequins, surrounded by a bunch of transvestite freak freaks, and she says, "I wish George." Wa-, the the person who tweeted this says, "I wish George Washington could see this." Let's take a listen. The people who change what people think are artists and drag queens, and let's not forget who threw that first break at Stonewall. You know, that is what led to us passing the Equality Act in the House in this term, marriage equality. It starts with you. I mean, you're patriots. You are. You are. It starts with a bunch of transvestites throwing bricks in the streets, and somehow they're calling these people patriots on par with George Washington (laughs) It's absolutely absurd. Now, 
Here's another story I want to share with you. This is really uh, disturbing, okay? So I had reported to you that Myra Flores, the woman who won the representative seat in a special election runoff, or a special election in Texas, she beat a guy in a seat that hadn't been conservative in many, many years. Well, here's the, th- here's the deal with that. I was at a private uh, event with Steve Scalise and some other people, and um, someone had whispered in my ear, told me that this Myra Flores, the hype around it is false. That the only reason why she actually won was because she was running unattended. The guy that had won that seat in the past, abandoned his campaign and sold out for money in D.C. and basically became a lobbyist. And so she ran unattended. And he didn't get any turnout because he wasn't really running. That was the thing. And so over the, at the end of the last week, there's this guy on tw- Twitter that tweeted this camera and follow this guy. Let's take a listen. Myra. It's Myra Flores. Myra. She voted to give grand amnesty to 200,000, 200,000 illegals. Why did you and 61 other House Republicans vote for amnesty for documented dreamers? If you're saying, a, a, a life leave. of a Border Patrol agent, why are you voting to expand visas? Why are you voting to expand visas? And now they're going to the door. This is the Republican Party. Oh, here's Fred. Yes. Rhino this is Fred. a private, Here it is. Is a private event. Here it is. Well, she's voting. So for they locked him out of the door. Private event. Fancy schmancy. I paid for this event. And you've got the event. And now I paid for this event. So wait, wait, no, I want to know. She's the she's the wife of a border patrol agent. Why is she voting to abolish age limits? Why is she voting to abolish age limits on the E2 and H1B visa holders? You need to is leave. Is the OCGOP opposed to mass migration? Nick, you need to leave. Okay, they can escort me out. Yeah, they will. They can escort me out. You know, what happened Here to this is. country? No, it's all right. You got to take me out? Let's go. Sorry, sir, I'll make your job easy. Yeah, let's go. So they kick him out of the, of the house that he pays for. The wow. capital. It's disgusting. Voting for amnesty. Voting to and abolish it's this fancy the schmancy event. E two and H one B visa holders and their children. Wake up, people! Two hundred thousand people just got granted amnesty. It's all right, Gracie. I know you're playing the game. It's all good. It's all right. We're opposed to amnesty. We will not support fake candidates just because of the color of their skin. Fred, you're out here. What? I'm a white nationalist. Now he called him a white nationalist. He's not a white nationalist. Thanks, Fred. Have a good day. Nothing well, hey, about what he just said is white nationalism. Have a great day. But, but no, I'm, I'm a white nationalist. No, this, this, is, this is make America great. Build the wall. Build the wall. And honestly, you know, hey, check out, check out the national. So that's interesting about building the wall, right? Because they actually are building the wall. And what's funny about that is uh, they're denying it. Let's take a listen. So. So, um, right we are not. Why is the Biden administration building a border wall in Arizona? So, um, we are not, uh, we're not finishing the wall. Uh, we are cleaning up the mess the prior administration, uh, left behind in their, in their failed attempt, 
to build a wall. And I just want to be very, very clear here. On day one, uh, we returned the money, uh, the $8 billion the prior administration took from our military. We gave Which that wasn't back smart. Uh, to the military for military families, for schools, for bases. Uh, that's what that money was. So basically, once again, the Biden administration, they're building the wall. But they made a campaign promise that they would never build one foot of wall. But they're building a piece of wall in Arizona, and they're saying they're not doing it. People are flowing through the border, in the southern, southern border, and they're saying the border is closed and secure. You know, they're saying that uh, the vaccine will make it so you never get the vaccine and you, uh, you never get sick from COVID. And you, President Trump is obviously uh, sick as a dog right now. Got it twice in a week. You know, and so on and so forth. They're, every single thing they say, it's not a recession when everybody else agrees that two downward quarters is a recession. I mean, they just, they somehow the mainstream media doesn't test them or question anything. And you got to ask yourself, why are they doing this? Of course, we know why. We've studied this. BlackRock, corporate sponsorships, China influence, money, all buying influence and narrative through the mainstream media who sold out America for greed. And that's the problem. But they can't just... And and then somehow the polls indicate that they're ahead or even, Stephen, with the Republicans? I don't believe that for a second. I think it's all a ruse, folks. But you got to vote. And vote we will. Well, that brings us to the end of the Scott Adams Show. I want to thank everybody for tuning in today. Be sure to check out buglecall.org, magapack.org to find out how we're advancing America First policies to make America great again. Use Red State over at mypillow.com, and we'll see you next time on the radio. Bye bye. Just to bury my kids right up to their name.